this is part three called The Cave. First week, we talked about the island, right? right. And what, what did we say about the island? We talked about isolation uh-huh. um, and that it's, it's very common for us when we start getting into situations that are embarrassing or uncomfortable or whatever, we tend to isolate. And unfortunately, in isolation, rarely do we make good decisions, mostly because that thought process that got us into that really isn't the one that's going to get us out of it. Right. When we isolate ourselves, we keep thinking the thoughts that usually get us into trouble. And if we don't have a change of, of thought, we'll be stuck there. Right. And then last week, we talked about the table, which is really important, who we have around our table. And what do we right. say about the right community? The right community helps us make right choices. Yeah. Um, we talked about King Arthur even in his round table and, and lots of different things that, that it's, it's it, getting out of isolation. You need it. It isn't just getting in community because, you know, we talked about going to happy hours, not maybe the best community, right? People yeah. who are agreeing with you doesn't help you because now you're really still not in a, in a – so you got to pick the right community to get uh, – to help you make right choices. Yeah, good. I just noticed the screen just blacked out, so that's weird. So we have our – and th- th- we said there's an, an overarching idea that says community is going to – it enables us uh, to make right uh, choices which will lead to the right – outcomes right and that's really what this whole series is about is saying we want to when we're in community and and when we're in the right community we're going to be able to have the right thought process which will lead to the right um, outcomes because initially that's what we're really all about is saying what are the right outcomes that we want in life well then we have to put the right input if we're going to get the right output and that's what they really this this whole series is about is saying community is important but it's really the right community right and this is the benefit of community because sometimes it's a challenge to say, I just don't want to be around people. I don't want to right. have to do this. Right. Or I certainly want to be around people who agree with me. Right. Um, which is really, that's not that helpful either. Right. Uh, especially if we're in a situation we need to, we need a solution for. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is what we said about community and friendship is it starts at that moment where you said, what? You too? Like we're not alone. Cause sometimes we think we're going through things and we're the only people really facing it, but that's not true. Um, when we begin to discuss and talk with people, we begin to realize, wow, our situation really isn't all that unique. Right. You know, when it comes to marriage, if we want to be successful, we have to have people around us that are going to help us succeed. Mm-hmm. That's when real uh, community really s- starts. Right. We talked about some of those lethal assumptions that we make too, mm-hmm. like um, I owe is better than I want. Um, we we know that that's not true. If I know it costs more than yeah, yeah. I know it's not right, but it will make me happy. And doesn't God want me to be happy? That's not a good thought process. Right. The right thought process is if it's not right, it's not going to turn out right. Right. That's good. That's really good. So today we're we're going to talk about the cave. And here's the idea of the cave. There are moments where every single one of us at times will be um, running away. We'll get in situations where we're just not happy. We're not thrilled with whatever's going on. And we'll try to escape. So there's a, there's a component of, of, of getting away from people that is healthy. But we're not talking about the healthy part of that. We're really talking about when, it, when we're isolated away from people that are going to help us. And we run away because we really want to just do our own thing. Mm-hmm. There's a choice that we have. And so today is all about the choice of what, what we're going to do. Last week, I wanted to tell a story. Okay. And he, I missed it. He missed it. it was is it a, okay if he tells a story that he missed last week? You guys good with that? All right. I, I don't think they wanted me here. They don't so. care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sure. The donuts. They're right. really starting to take a Everybody take a drink of coffee. All right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> One, two, three. Are you guys ready for this story? Yeah. 
Uh, All right. That, okay. Now I'm going to tell no, the story. Right. Okay, go for it. So we're talking about the right community and having the right people at our table. Right. There's a story about this pastor. Now, one of the guys I've kind of been learning from and growing from, he, he had a group of from his church in China. They were doing a missions trip. And so while they were there, they had scheduled an appointment back in the U.S., and they had to leave before the team was leaving, like a day before. And so they couldn't change it, so they had to leave. So um, at, at the, they, they were hanging out last minute, trying to spend as much time with their group from their church. They were having a lot of fun. Well, as they're getting ready to go, they, they flag down a, a, a taxi. They start putting their bags in, and the missionary that was working with them, he said, Hey, Chris, um, you can't leave yet. You've got to come over here and see this. And, and, and Chris is like, Man, we're going to be late. Like, if we don't leave now, we're going to miss our plane, and we're going to miss our appointment back in the U.S. We, we have to go, like, right now. And the missionary's like, no, no, you, you, you don't want to miss this. Trust me. This is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Just don't get your bags and come on over here. And so the pastor, he's like, man, he, he already spent all the time. He couldn't really afford any more. So he's like, ah, fine. So he takes <laughs> his bags out of the car, and he walks over to the missionary friend. And the missionary says, his friend says, hey, see that taxi over there? It's not a real taxi. That kind of taxi is the kind that's going to take you in the middle of nowhere, beat the life out of you, take all your money, and leave you for dead. He says, I couldn't, I couldn't make a big deal of it because I don't want them to know that I, under, that I know that because then I'll be in danger. So I had to kind of play it off like he had to come. And he said him and his wife, Tammy, were so grateful for a friend like that who would say, I'm going to inconvenience you a little bit because it's going to save your life. How many of you guys know it's better to be late than dead? <laughs> right? It is better to be late than dead. It's better it's to miss a plane trip than to die. And that's what he said. Right. Who would have known if I'd have gotten that taxi and left? Right. Missionary could be like, ah, they'll figure it out. He's a pastor. God will take care of him. Right? right? But instead, he says, you know what? This could be a dangerous situation. Let's get him out of this. And was able to coach and walk this guy through. And he says, I was so grateful for a friend like that. And last right. week, we're saying, do you have these kind of people at your table? Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you need to find them. Right. Because they're the kind of people who say, you know, this is going to be hard. I know you're not going to want to hear this, but this could save your life. This could save your marriage. This can save your employment. This can save your future. This could save right. your eternity. Right. And, and really, Eric, that's a, it's a great lead into what we're going to talk about today because that pastor had to choose. Right. He had to choose to listen to the community. Right? It's one thing to be in the right community, to have people investing in you and, and telling you, hey, don't go with that guy. You come over here quick. And th- I mean, like you said, they could have just said, dude, we're going to be late. I really, I like you. You're nice. Goodbye. You know, yeah. and left. And could have. But, but being in the right community is, is step one. Step two is actually, is actually benefiting from that community through choice. Right. And choosing. Yeah. And this, this plays out into the simplest parts of our life, into the most complicated mm-hmm. parts of our life. I mean, Texting and driving is really a big deal right now, right? right. It's like really bad. Right. So being late, right, is, is better than being dead. Well, uh. waiting for that text message to you know, send is, is better than being dead or killing somebody else. Right. And I, do you I have a kind that. of friend? Oh, dude. My, wife <laughs> my wife's going to hate my preaching because I always talk about her every now and then. But she, if I, my phone goes off or driving somewhere, I, I'm going to get my phone because I have kids, right? And now I have a child in Italy. You know, so she's probably abducted. I mean, this it could be bad. So, you know, I got to check my phone. So I, text message. I reach, I pull. I mean, when I lean back like this, my wife says, do you want me to text for you? Do you want me to check that for you? I'm like, yes, dear. Could you check for me? You know, she, yeah, that, no talking on the phone. 
No texting in a car. Do She's you, right there to help me. Yeah. Do you have friends that would be willing to say, hey, um, can I text for you? You know, kill us or right. kill somebody else. It's as right. simple as that. And then it's, it's as extreme as saying, hey, mm-hmm. man, you're not really in a healthy position. You're making right. some really unwise choices. Can right. I help you here? Mm-hmm. And, and stepping in. And sometimes people don't want that. But a, a real friend, the right community is going to be that kind of person that says, I want to draw something good out of you. I want to help you right. with that, which yeah. is important. I think we all have experiences like that. I mean, one of our lethal assumptions we talked about was, you know, if I, if I can find the right person, everything will be all right. You know, and, and in that example, I mean, everybody could be telling us, not her, not her, not her, not him. He's not right for you. Don't do that. Uh, that whole thing. And if we just, you know, don't li- listen to that at all. Uh, just, you know, put a check mark by her and run down that road. We'll be asking the question, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Yeah. yeah. And real friends are going to do that. And here's why it's so important. This is why we, we don't want you to miss this, right? Because the right community is going to help you have the right choices and decisions which will lead to the right outcomes. And here's, here's why it's really important is because success, it runs in circles, mm-hmm. all right? So you, you see one successful person, usually there's a lot of successful people around them that are helping them succeed. Because when you're at the right table, you're going to produce a lot more. Like we talked about the horses last week. We talked yeah. about the breaking the four-minute four mile. When you're at the right table, you just have the right people that are helping you make better choices and decisions. Well, the flip side of that is true also. Um, failure and, and, and discouragement and all these other things also run in circles. They do. There's a pastor who's a really good marriage guy. Marriage, he, he does a lot of focus on, on marriage. And he says when he's doing marriage counseling, you know, a couple that's having difficulties, they're maybe considering separation or divorce. He'll ask them, so tell me about your friends. Are any of your friends going through, are they separated? Are they going through a divorce, whatever? And he says almost every single time, he says when one couple's considering divorce or separation, usually they have a friend that's either going through it or has been through it or they're hanging out with with people that have been through it. And and they're listening to that voice rather than getting maybe marriages that, that have gone through hard times around them. And he says, he says divorce will run in circles. Um, success runs in circles, but mm-hmm. other things run in circles. And this is why it's so important because if we miss it, we can get in the wrong table and, yeah. and we, will, we can miss a lot. Uh, I'll give you an example. So for me, I have a, a mentor, another pastor that I've been learning from. When he was a young pastor, he had this mentor and this, this guy kind of like really idolized. Like he, he, he just thought he was, had the greatest ministry and he was following him. He, he tried to to talk like him and, and lead like him. Well, this, this pastor made some really bad choices, and uh, just, just it was all over the news, and it made, no, made national you know, headlines. And, and my, my mentor, he says, when I saw this, my heart broke. And he says, this guy has, has like everything going for him. And he said, he said, Eric, when I saw this, he said, if this guy can't succeed, how am I going to succeed? Mm-hmm. And he said he was really down and thought, man, I'm just going to get out of the ministry. I'm going to stop being a pastor because if he can't do it, what, what makes me think I can and he began to tell me what, what his, his journey and his story. And he says, I, I began to pray and ask God to help me. And he said, God led me to the scripture in Second Peter. It says, if you do these things, you'll never fail. You'll never stumble. And he said, God began to speak to him and help him see that he didn't have to repeat those things. Well, in, in our journey together as he was mentoring me, I had a really similar thing happen to me. Somebody I re- admired and respected went through something really difficult. And I had the same thoughts of, man, he has a lot of going for him. If he can't do it, how am I supposed to do this? Right. But because I had my, my, my friend, pastor friend that was kind of with me, he kind of coached me through a lot of those emotions and said, hey, you're going to feel these things. They're not true. Um, don't, don't go down that path. It's not going to bring any success. And he said, he said, he said you're going to go through seasons and cycles in life that um, 
And, and, he, and he said it's like this. He says, when I look at my life, it kind of seems like there's a big circle. I mean, we have a year, right? The year goes round, so we have these, these seasons and cycles that almost repeat. And he says, sometimes our life feels like this. We're just repeating these cycles over and over and over. And he says, I'll go through these seasons where I get really angry, and I figure out what made me angry, and then I make things right. And then I, something triggers it, I get angry, and I make it, make it right. And he says, sometimes it looks, I look at these, these, these um, patterns, patterns and habits in my life, and, he's, and he said, I just look like I'm going in circles. Like, am I really making any improvements? And he said, one day he began to ask God. He said, God, I, I need help with this because sometimes I just feel stuck and I'm not, not really making progress. And God says, you're looking at it all wrong. You know, if you look down at your life, yeah, it looks like a circle. But if you turn it sideways, it looks more like a spring or a spiral. And he said, the question is this. When you go through these seasons and cycles in your life, are you going upwards or are you going downwards? See, there's an upward spiral or there's a downward spiral. And I can guarantee whoever's at your table is going to influence you to go higher or go lower. And success runs in circles. When you're in the right group, you're going to be spiraling higher. One way you're going to spiral higher to the kind of life God wants you to have. Or if you have negative influence, you're going to spiral downwards. Right. Yeah, and I, I, I have two, two friends, uh, Eric, who uh, were going through a divorce situation. And, and the, the, the one guy, his... I could see it coming and, and try to encourage him and, and some of that stuff. He didn't choose to listen to me. Um, but he was he had a buddy, um, and it, he made him his best friend, and he was a single guy. And so he was living the single life, not a Christian, you know, that type of thing. You know, he was spending his money however he wanted. He didn't have to ask his wife for the Harley. He just bought it. You know, and uh, did you know went out on the weekend doing all this stuff, and and this my friend, you know, he's married, and all of the, you know just all that goes with that, and I could just see him start you know cycling away from his wife, and you know yeah their their relationship ended in, in divorce, um, and a lot of it really I I count to that attribute to that one factor that um, success or failure. Eric runs in circles. Yeah, they run in circles. And now Robert's not saying if you bought a Harley, you're a bad person. (laughs) Okay, Dave. That's okay. okay. Or if you're single, he's not actually saying that. Just in his situation, that that was not a good influence because it was they were compatible. They were just going in different directions, different ways. Um, But bad choices they usually come from isolation or being in the wrong circle. Mm-hmm. When we make bad choices, we're either isolated and, and not thinking straight and thinking our own thoughts that can lead sometimes in the wrong direction, or we're just in the wrong circle and have the wrong influences, all right? Mm-hmm. So um, all the success I found in my life, they usually come from the right influences. That some, somebody's speaking and saying, hey, slow down here. Um, mm-hmm. Don't rush. Um, don't, don't get too far ahead of yourself. You're going to do really good, but take a, take a moment to really prepare it's been great because some of the leaders that have spoken in my life have actually set me up for success because I listened to them. Right. The I choice. made the choice. I right. made the choice. You yeah. made the choice. Yeah. So what, is, what, is, what does the Bible say about this? What, is, what does God's word say about being in a cave? All right. So there's, there's a couple of awesome things about the Bible. There's a lot of awesome things. But I'm going to show you. So, so David and Samson, all right, two guys, they were in a cave. Two guys in a cave? This yeah. sounds like a bad joke. Yeah, right? it could be a bad joke. <laughs> but but it, so, so Samson and David were both men that God used in a great way to do some great things um, and to help people. And they were both men who made bad choices mm-hmm. and got themselves in situations that weren't healthy. Well, they're, they're in two different time, time periods, all right? Samson came before David, so a lot older. 
But the, the, the stories are so interesting because it says Samson made these choices and he found himself in a cave, all right? And then David made these choices and he was running from his life and he found himself in a cave. We all find ourselves in caves at one point or another. We do. We all do. We do. Being in the cave is not the issue. It's what you choose to do when you're in and the cave, which is what's going to determine the next thing for you. There's times that we go through difficulties in marriage. There's times we go through difficulties at work, finances, whatever, and, and we want to isolate, we want to run away. It's how we handle that moment when we're in there. So Samson, he had the opportunity to make things right. A big group of people came to him, and you know what he wanted to do? He wanted to stay isolated. He says, no, I'm going to do my own thing. This is the re- one of the reasons Samson's, what his, he, he had a downfall in his life is because he didn't listen to the people around him that were trying to help him out. His parents said, hey, that girl, she's bad news. Don't go for her, Samson. You know what he said? No, I want her. And he <laughs> went after her, and she was his downfall. David was in a cave, okay? And, and he's in this cave, and you want his response? I'm going to read it to you. One of his songs that he wrote in Psalms is his song from the cave. There's actually a couple of them. But I want to read this to you. It's found in Psalms 142, all right? I'm going to read the first three, and then we'll have first three verses, and then the other three will be on the screen. 142 says, I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him I tell him my troubles. Remember, he's in a cave. Not a good situation. He's starting to say, hey, this is not good. When my spirit grows faint within me, it, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and see, there is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. He starts feeling like, all right, I'm all alone. Nobody cares about me, kind of, a, you know, uh, what was me kind of thing. He said, man, there's nobody around me. I'm all alone. Nobody cares for me. And he starts this, this, um, this it, it, so nobody cares for my life. I have no refuge. And then verse 5, he says, I cry to you, Lord. I say, you are my refuge, the portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. So he goes from being, all right, I'm in this cave. This, is, this sucks. I don't like it. To this point of saying, okay, but I know you're faithful. And even in this situation, I can trust on you. And he begins to crawl out to God, all right? And he says, um, set me free from my prison. He begins to take ownership of his own understanding of his life, saying, hey, in the middle of this, I'm trying to create something that maybe is not reality. Set me free from this prison, that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness to me. And then he says this about the statement about community. Well, when he's in this cave, you know what happens? 400 men come to this cave and say, David, would you lead us? We want to do good for the kingdom. Would you lead us? And being, from being alone and saying, I'm all alone, all of a sudden he, he cries out to God for help and he calls for community and he gets community. We talked about last week some of the mighty men that hung out with him. Mm-hmm. All the feats that he did, a lot of David's men also did these great things. Why? Because David gave them permission to, to accomplish not just what he did, but even more in some cases. Mm-hmm. And this is what community does for us. It right. helps us. And they chose to. They I chose mean, to. that's the key thing. They chose to be different. You know, and, and sometimes, Eric, we, we, get in, we get ourselves in a situation where we, we're stuck, right? So we have to choose to get into community, and then we have to choose to listen to that community. And, and it's really a challenge. Uh, when we do 301, um, we talk about, um, we do this, uh, it's called the DISC personality assessment thing. And uh, 67% of Americans fall under the S uh, personality type, which is stable, secure, that type of thing, level, you know, even. And 
The thing that S's don't like the most, Eric, is change. We don't don't like change. You know, and I, I tell the story about the guy whose his wife, he moved the lamp from one side of the room to the other, and her response to that was, I hate that, you know. And it's a challenge. And, and, and when we're, we're in our thought processes that we've continued to run with our whole life, when we have to think differently, you know, especially when we get it, we, okay, fine, I'll, I'll go to the right community. I'll be really uncomfortable at first, but I'll settle because then I'd be changed to leave, you know. Um, then, then we're in a place where we can we we start to hear more stuff. And Eric, we have to choose. And I, I know for myself, in, in situations I've been in, um, I didn't want to change. I just didn't want to change. It was too much work. I wasn't sure really who would I be. I've been like this my whole life. If I'm not like this, will I disappear? Will will, be, will I not exist? People won't. I mean, this is how I've been getting attention my whole life. You know, and uh, in those situations, I prayed for the willingness to change, you know, because that's what I need. And just, you know, it's kind of like David's prayer right there. Yeah, it starts with us. It's, it's really a personal choice. And this is what's, what's awesome about God is he gives us free will. So it's, it's great because we have a choice, but it also means a lot of this weighs on us to make those choices right. So to make the right choices. Um, in, in, in 1 Corinthians 10, 23 through 24, Paul, who's one of the disciples of, of, of God, of Christ, who wrote a lot of the, the New Testament, he makes this statement. He's talking to Christians that live in Corinthians, right? So if you're not a Christian, really this is directed to Christians, um, but it's still applicable even if you're not a Christian because what he's saying is it's all about choice. And in this verse, he gives us the answer to really know how to respond um, and how, how to um, really what the answer is. And this is what he says. In 1 Corinthians 10, 23-24, he says, um, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. You can choose to do anything in your, in, your, in your life. The choice is yours, but not everything is going to be beneficial for us. He goes on to say, I have the right to do anything, right? But not everything is constructive. What's the opposite of constructive? Destructive. Destructive. Right. So you can choose to do anything, but it doesn't mean it's going to be constructive and help you do the upward spiral. There are some choices that we make that will lead to a downward spiral. Mm-hmm which will lead to more problems, more problems, issues, maturity. more yeah, more, more things that just will take us to a place that we really don't want to be. Mm-hmm. So he goes on to say this, no one should seek their own good, but the good of others. And here's the answer that he's giving us, all right? So if we know that um, um, the right thought process is going to lead to the right outcomes, okay, that's what today is about, then the way we figure out the right thought process is through the, the right community. The way you know it's the right community is they're not seeking the good for themselves only, but for you also. Mm-hmm. So in your community, if you have friends that don't care about your well-being or your good, they just want to hang out and have fun, but they really mm-hmm. don't care about you, that is not going to be a healthy community for you. That's going to lead to downward spiral. Mm-hmm. But if there are people that are saying, you know what, this is hard, but you need to know, that's not going to do anything good in your life. Right. They're looking for your good, not just theirs. Mm-hmm. And here's the other part of that is, is if you are going to be in the right community, you have to become the right community. You have to be looking for the good of others also. See, because success runs in circles. If you only look for successful people because you want to be successful, but you're not going to become the successful person, eventually they'll kick you out of their circle. <laughs> they will. Because they're saying, hey, you're not pulling your weight here. Uh, we don't want to go down, be drugged down, so we're going to find some other successful people. And that is sobering to know. You have to be the person also. Right. It's kind of like, um, it goes both ways. You have to 
look for the right people, but you have to be the right person also, right. which is one of the uh, lethal assumptions we talked about. That's right. It's, a, it's not, it's not um, if I find the right person. It, the goal really is to become the right person. Anybody looking, is single out there looking for the right person? <laughs> yeah? All right. So, yeah, single hands. All right. Still going up. Yeah. You get, raise your hand. Every look around. There's some single people in the house. <laughs> right. Sorry. It's about becoming the right person. And really, I mean, that that whole thing falls right in uh, in that eighth chapter of, that Paul wrote in, in Romans where he talks about renewing your mind. Yeah. You know? And when we renew our mind, that happens through community. We're making choices about changing how we think. You know, because if you think the way you should think, you'll continue to do the things you used to do. You get the same, same results. Outcome, same results. Right, right. So if you're single, what he's saying, stop looking for the right person because that is not going to ever get you the right person, but rather start being the right person. Right. If you're a boss, stop looking for the right employees, start being the right boss, and you'll just realize that they'll start showing up. If right. you're married, okay, stop trying to make your wife the perfect wife or Sorry, in this case, is uh, uh, wives trying to make your husband the perfect husband. Just be the one that you want, and you'll right. start seeing that they'll even begin to change. Right. If you're a single person or if you're uh, in school, stop looking for, like we talked about last week, the lucky break where everything just right. works out. Right. And just start being who you, you want to be and where you want to go in life. Right. It's a choice and we, that we have to make. It is a choice, and really that's, that's all we really have control over, right? Um, Two plus two is four, right? The only way to get it to five is for one of the twos has to change. And a lot of times we're really trying to control the other two. You need to change, you need to change, you need to change. Uh, but that never, it never works. What works is if I choose to be a three, then we'll have a different outcome. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. There's a lot of principles that go around this mm-hmm. throughout scripture, but even through leadership right. that just tell us, hey, if, if you're going to attract people like that you want, you have to become that person. You have right. to work on yourself and, and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. There's a story in, in 1 Kings 12. I'm not going to read it, but if, 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 um, if you don't have a Bible, we have Bibles for you. You can get one on the, out, on the way out. But in, in 1 Kings, there's this king named Rehoboam. Okay? I would encourage you to read this. It's a great story. It'll make you laugh and maybe cry. Um, so this king has to make a decision. His dad dies as king. He's now the king. Some people come to him. The wise people come and say, hey, make these choices. It's going to work out good. He goes to his young friends who don't know anything, and they say, no, do this choice instead. And he makes a choice that leads to a really bad outcome, which you'll have to go read about because we'll run out of time if I tell you. So go read, go read your Bible. It's good, all right? First yeah. Kings chapter 12 is where it's found. Right. His name is Rehoboam. You'll really like it. Um, but here's the idea for today is that the right thought process, okay, the right choices will produce the right outcomes. The right choices are going to produce the right outcome. That seems so simple, right? Right. right. It seems very simple. Yeah, it's like, like wait, let me write that down. Say yeah. it again. Yeah. Wait, the right <laughs> we know input this. is going to be the right output. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so, so genius. Genius, man. But that's what this is about. And, and we, we're saying community is going to empower you to have those right choices, help make those right choices, so you'll have the right outcomes. You want to be successful in life, have the right people, so you'll have the right thoughts, you'll have the right outcomes. That's what groups is all about. That's right. right. That's right. And so this is our challenge for today. That's right. Our challenge is to take a step forward towards right community. So next week we are launching our small groups. Um, we have a list of the small groups up here outside. 
We have a sign-up sheet. Um, we have some really fun groups. I mean, this is better than when uh, back in the day when we used to do small groups. I mean, there's like this foodie group. And this is online. So you can, you can go online to our website. It has it under right. groups there. Okay. Right. A foodie group. Yeah. That sounds good. foodie group. They go to restaurants, I guess. They're going to eat up and uh, share a little bit and talk and pray and that kind of That's stuff. That's on Thursdays? On Thursdays. That's right. an awesome group. Um, Lori and I are going to do a TGI Friday group. So mostly games and hanging out, some of that with some, you know, spiritual component so we can have some mind renewal type thing, but a, a good time. It'll be a good time. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah. And then we have, we have two, two prayer groups on there. I do want to explain that a little bit. One prayer group is, is really about needs and praying for needs, uh, personal, bring your, bring your prayer needs and family and that type of thing. And it's a, it's a prayer group. Um, and that, that's the one where we talk about learn, learn more about prayer, uh, that one. And then we have uh, another prayer group on Tuesday. That was on Monday. The Tuesday group will be more oriented toward just, you know, praying for the city, you know, trying to tune into maybe what the Lord is laying on their hearts as they pray and, and some of that. They are going to meet at um, Whole Foods Whole, on Cordova. And uh, there's a community room, I guess. So there might be some food involved in that, too. I'm not sure how that group's going to go. But uh, anyway, we have a lot of opportunity here. Yeah, so if, if you want to learn how to be a better person that prays more and knows how to pray better, what kind of community issues you surround yourself with? People that know how to pray, right? So we've chose leaders that have, say have a passion for prayer. I want to help people. That's how you do it. So what else? We have right. a financial group. Yeah, financial we have, group. Um, yeah, we have. There's even two men's groups. Two oh, men's groups. That's one, like a south side and the north side. Right. Yeah. Right. That sounds good. That'd be good. A little one coffee. Coffee. One for lunch, lunch. or something. Yeah. yeah that so sounds good. If you want more info, you could sign up for that, and then we'll, the leaders will get a hold of you, give you more information about where they're at, where mm-hmm. they're taking place. One's at Starbucks, one's at right. restaurants down downtown area. So, right. what else? We have um, young adults. All right, to be announced, to, to be determined. That'll be a young adult coffee group where you can hang out and talk about. Just some of the things we're talking about at church. A fun marriage group. And, and the people leading us said, hey, make sure you put fun in there. Because it's not just going to be a marriage group. It's going to be a fun marriage group. All right? So be a part of that. Um, go try it out, and you'll, you'll like it. The students are going to be meeting on Saturdays. Uh, that's a senior and junior high and senior high. Uh, there's going to be a cooking group. All right? So you want to learn how to maybe cook, or you want to bring some of your skills to the group. Say, that's right. I am, you know, this is my special. Yeah. Group, so they'll give you more information about that. Yeah, it's, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna be have a full week, man. I gotta go to the food one, the other food one, the cooking one. This is awesome! I am so excited about it. If you look at that, <laughs> almost every single day of the week we have something. I'm not right. saying go to everything every single day. Right. Pick one, um, yeah, and be one. faithful to it, and be a part of it. Right. Go try it out. Right. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. Find another group. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what's really great about this? That's 12 groups. And this is the first time the Grove is ever launching small groups. So yeah. we have some great options for you guys to be a part of uh, just, just doing life in community. Right. Did I miss yeah. any? I don't miss any else. Anybody else? A book study on Tuesdays for, for women? Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So some of them, we have the column for child care. Some of them are, are, they'll provide child care. And some of them are like, you know, bring your kids, but you have to supervise them kind of thing, and the, and the atmosphere for that is, you know, works and stuff like that. So, yeah, our challenge to you guys is to, to join one of these groups uh, and get involved in the right community. Yeah. Um, and so so this right week our challenge is take right. a step in the direction right. of the right community, all right? Another part of that is start being the right community. 
Mm-hmm. You know that challenge for us to get up a couple? Mm-hmm. So take a step towards community and start right community. You want to know what a step looks like? It's like a conversation today saying, hey, can we get coffee this week? Man, I'd love to just hang out with you. Just, just one time. It's not going to be it for everything. Or, or calling a friend saying, hey, I haven't heard from you for a while. Would you want to go hang out and get something, maybe a burger somewhere? That's a step towards community. Right. Somebody likes tea? Say, hey, you want to go do, do high tea at um, Chocolate Maven or something? It's a step to saying, I want community. I need community. I need people around me. And then begin that process. It doesn't happen instantly. It happens with just a choice that we make to be in the right community. So I think to close this service up and to close this series up, um, you should tell your story about your personal experience and just, um, yeah, help us to understand what this looks like um, for people that want to be part of groups, but even maybe people that are here that really have never started a relationship with God or, yeah, so take it it away. Right, sure, sure. How do I even start the story? So th- this this is really where God taught me about choice, really. And uh, what happened was um, I I've had this call in my life for a long time uh, to to do pastoral ministry, and uh, my sister harassed me forever, and uh, she even put me in, in in her phone as Reverend Robert Bradford. You know she. For years, um, you know, and I could feel this call in my life, Eric, and I, I knew. And recently, I could feel it coming, like it's coming, you know. And uh, it was kind of weird because I felt like there was something blocking me, you know, something. And it really felt like it was between God and I, that, that there was some. And I went to this a prayer group, you know, they kind of pray over you and then, you know, talk about what they feel like maybe the Lord was saying. And and this late, this poor girl, I mean, she was just like, she was tore up. She didn't want to tell me, you know, but she said, uh, I just, I feel like I need to tell you that there's something between you and the Lord. And I looked her right in the face because she's like right here, you know, and I just said, I know. <laughs> I know. I don't know what it is. And, you know, and so I started praying because I thought, well, maybe it's because I'm struggling with my a family member. Maybe it's this, that, you know, and it was, it was tough because I, I would get no answer. I mean, it would just, and it was making me a little crazy because um, I could feel it, but I could feel like time's running out. I got to figure this out. And really in the cave, in the cave, Eric. And so we go up, we go up to a, a Bible camp um, in uh, Montana, Glacier Bible Camp. And we've gone for years and years, and we were up there. And uh, this guy who did the morning Bible study thing, you know, he'd do his teaching, and then he'd pray for everybody. And then he would say, he would, like, give some word of knowledge, we call it. That's what we call it when someone says, I think the Lord is saying. And he would say, somebody here, the Lord is, wants to say to you, blah, 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 and, you know, needs to be able. So that, the next morning, so actually the third morning, this is bugging me, you know. And I said, Lord, fine. How many of you had that conversation with the Lord? I was like, fine. You don't want to tell me what it is. You tell that guy. Tell him what it is. And at the end of service, so I'm at the end, I'm like, the whole time he's talking, I'm like, I don't even know what he said. I was just like, is he going to say it? Is he not going to? Am I going to finally find out what this is? So anyway, this is what he says. He, at the end of his thing, he said, there's somebody here, 
and God is, is asking you to do something and you can see it. You can see what you're supposed to do. But it's like through, but you're looking through a window and there's like a door and it's blocking you. And I, I'm seriously, we're standing, but I'm like thinking I should sit down. <laughs> like he's going to tell me what this is and I've needed to know for what, a year and a half or whatever. And I'm, so I was like, oh, he's going to say it. And he did. He said, what is blocking you is fear. And I just, I mean, I, I tear up now. And I, and I did. I just sat down, you know, because it just hit me so hard. And really, it had a lot to do with, I know what ministry is like. My dad was in ministry. I, 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 I didn't want that life. And I wanted some guarantee that I wasn't going to live that. And I really struggled. So my issue, it's fear, but really it's trust. And uh, so, great, the guy spills the beans. And uh, and then I'm standing there, you know, or sitting, going, great. And everybody's leaving, you know. I'm trying not to act like I just got punched in the face. And and uh, we go to lunch and everything. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, Eric, great, what do I do with that? What do I do with that? And uh, so I caught the guy. I didn't hit him, okay, just so you know. I didn't punch him. I thought about it, like, anyway. So... <laughs> So I, I, um, I said, what do I do with this, man? Uh, great, you identified it. Thanks. What do I do? He said, you know, just a few weeks ago, I was teaching on fear. And quickly, he said, uh, it's, I was teaching on the part where all the, the Israel, Israelites are leaving Egypt. And they're stuck in this, against this uh, canyon. The Red Sea is there. And the Israel, Israelites are rushing down on them. The Egyptians, thank you, are rushing down on them. And and Moses, God tells Moses, tell the people, don't fear. And and he said, when I was preparing this sermon, I was like, really, God, don't fear. And this is what he told me. He said, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, choice is the one thing my I have given my people is the ability to choose. And it just washed over me because I realized I had I had to choose. I had to choose not to fear, and I had to choose to trust. So God and I began embarking on this thing of saying, "Okay, um, I can't trust you with the whole thing yet because I'm I just can't. It was too hard what I went through. So I'll trust you here to this far." And then I got to that place. I'm like, "Oh, okay. I can, now I can trust you with that." But only that. And don't push it. <laughs> you know, and then I got to there and I began that process, Eric. That's when we started talking. That's when I went on. Yeah. And that's what really today's about. It's about choice. Um, see, for us at the Grove, we want something for you, not something from you. We really do. When you come each week, as we, we, we pray and we ask God to lead us in, in this time of discussion and, and, and this message time, that there would be something that's spoken to you that would kind of hit you, kind of like, ow, that kind of hurts. Like, I think I need to do something with that. A lot of times that's God saying, here's your choice. Free will is a gift he's given us. And it's a choice that we make. And so some of you, the choice has to be, all right, I understand this fear thing. I, don't really, I'm, I have trust issues. I don't know if I can trust people. Well, just take that first step. It's just one step. And then here's the great thing about God. He asks us just to take one step. And, and he is so um, trustworthy and faithful 
that I guarantee you when you take that step, he's not going to let you down. And the next step's going to be a little easier. In fact, I believe in God so much that when he says do something, if you do it and he doesn't come through with what he said his part was, you can stop trusting. Because God is trustful that he'll never give up on us. He'll never right. lead us in the wrong direction. Right. Our job is to, to say, I'm going to keep trusting. Right. And usually it's not, he's not the issue. It's usually us saying, I can't, I need to hold on to this. I need control. So we're going to close service up today. And uh, would you do me a favor? Would you close your, uh, your eyes to kind of give just some respect? There's people here today that you've been in this downward spiral for a long time. I think you've even come to this service today saying, I need answers. I don't want to be stuck anymore. Mm-hmm. I have good news for you. The upward spiral can begin today. It can begin today if you will choose to say, God, I need your help. See, the right community, I'll tell you who the best community ever is. That's, that's your relationship with God. That's where it has to start. Whatever you're struggling, God is the answer. Jesus is the answer. That's what we believe. And then from there, he'll lead us into the right community with people. But if you don't make things right with God first, the, the people thing is not going to ever solve the issue because it has to start with us and God. See, David cried out to God, and then God sent him people to help him. You need to start off by saying, God, I need your help. And he's okay with trust issues. He understands that. Because a lot of times people in our lives, authority, dads, whatever, maybe have not represented too well, and we project that onto God. He's going to say, hey, just take a step. So if you're here today, I would, love to, I would like to lead you in a prayer that just says, God, I need your help. I want a fresh start. And I want to, be the, I want to begin the upward spiral. That my life, every week, I'll begin to make better choices and make the right choices. If you're here today and you would like to say that, I'm going to lead you to prayer just saying, it starts like this, saying, God, forgive me of my part. Forgive me of my sin. Because we've all messed up. The Bible says every single one of us has, has broken God's heart, has broken his law, has broken his way. And we say, God, forgive me of that. We own it. And then we invite him to say, okay, now God, help me. And the Bible says when we do this, we become new creations, new people. It's like you have this fresh start, a new start. So if you're here today and you'd like to pray this with me, would you raise your hand? Also, I see a couple hands. Anybody else? Awesome. Praise the Lord. Let the upward spiral begin. Anybody else? All right, for you that raised your hand, would you just pray this prayer with me? Everybody else, would you just join with them, encourage them, help them out to this? Say, God, forgive me. Forgive me for my part. Mm-hmm. Forgive me of my sin, of my bad choices. Mm-hmm. I believe that you died on that cross so I can have a better life. I believe that you're alive today and you want to help me. So I invite you to help me. Lead me. Be God over me. Be the boss. I'll follow you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.